In today's episode, Kevin Stansfield dissects the three major sections of the brain that dictate how you operate as an entrepreneur, and it is fascinating stuff. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Winston Churchill. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas. If you haven't already, check out the dozone.com for productivity tips, accountability, and a bunch of great human beings looking to get more stuff done. And oh, by the way, uh, my Dozone DNA, a personality profile assessment for entrepreneurs, is now live, uh, so you can go and take that assessment, get your own personalized do zone DNA so that you can understand how you get stuff done, which helps you build the world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's the do zone DNA, and you can go to dozonedna.com to access that. Today's guest is Mr. Kevin Stansfield. He is an award-winning business coach and author of three books, Kevin is on a mission to help every business owner have the knowledge, confidence, and focus to build a business that gives them the life of their dreams. Kevin, welcome to the Do Zone. Say hello to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting more stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Brilliant. Thanks, Josh. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the, on the show. Really looking forward to uh, today. So, yeah, key to getting more stuff done. I'm not sure whether it's something that's come up before, but for me, the number one thing is clarity of your goals. Uh, the more clear you are with exactly what you want to achieve, then everything to me just fits into place perfectly after that. And uh, I see it a lot of times people who procrastinate, who you know sit there, get sidetracked. You know, it's it's generally not because they they lack the skills to be in charge of their time and, and productive because they are productive in other aspects of their life. It's more about the, what is that most important thing that they're working towards? Um, Clarity of your goals. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, there's a, there's a phenomenon, Kevin, called uh, frequency illusion. And once I explain this to you, you'll know exactly what it is. And so mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like uh, you, your sister uh, brings home a green car and you're like, oh, that's a funny color green. And then you go out in town and you see that same exact green car yeah. somewhere. And then you go to, you know, the next town over and you see another one. It's called frequency illusion. Yeah. And what it does is your brain is tuning in on something that, is it's deciding is important hmm. and clarity of your goals is something me personally, I have heard a variation of that at least 10 times in the last couple of months Yeah, and somebody's saying a different version of that. And so it's kind of like my brain is telling me, Hey, 
you should focus on this. So <laughs> much so enough that, times it's, it's got to be true. Yeah. 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 I've been saying it myself in certain different ways. And, and, and my version of that has been like, uh, you know, so, so let's say I come over to your house and Hey, Kevin, let's go take a ride. And you say, okay, what's the next question that comes out of your mouth? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> Every I always ask that question and everybody answers it the same way. Where are we going? Yeah. And of course you need to know, well, I don't know, man, we're just going to go and ride around in circles. How about that? And you're like, no, nah, thanks, Josh. I mean, you know, you seem like a nice guy, but I got better things to do. Well, having said that, I, I uh, raced motorbikes for a few years and uh, I used to go off and ride around in circles. So uh, <laughs> there's well, yeah. no purpose to even that. So. And and riding around in circles is a lot of fun, uh, but eventually you have to have a destination because you're not yeah. just going to stay out there forever, right? Yeah. And, and I think that that was one of the reasons I my uh, first book was is called The Big Dipper, uh, How to Survive the Roller Coaster Ride of Business Ownership. And part of the aspect for that is roller coasters are fun. You know, they're, they're quite exciting. You get on them, they're, up, they're ups and downs. But if you stay on the roller coaster too long, you end up feeling sick. Um, and that's the element of what I'm trying to get across within business. You know, business should be fun. You know, you should be enjoying it, growing it, the ups and downs. Yeah, you're going to have challenges that you've got to overcome. But if you stay in business or one business too long, eventually you're going to get sick. You know, something's going to happen. And it was based on my father's story of being in business 15 years. And uh, and then something happened out of his control, and the business disappeared overnight. Um, and that's that's the unfortunate thing. And I try and get across to my clients is look, we the purpose of building a business is to build it so you can sell it. Um, you know, if you build it to just maintain your life, so you can do that, but you're always at risk. It's like being playing poker and staying at the poker table. You know, if you do that, eventually you're going to lose. Um, so it's knowing when to quit of the successful gamblers. The ones that don't know when to quit are the ones that uh, keep Las Vegas uh, in bright lights. But, uh, <laughs> That's but, uh, right. But coming, coming, coming back to your point, because I, I, lo I love the, the frequency and you hear it a number of times. When, when, I, when I was told about the, the goal setting uh, is the most important thing, like a lot of things, you know, my, my brain, oh, okay, so why is that then? What's, what is the cause? What, what is it that's going on that means having a goal allows you know the productivity to uh, to actually work so I, I went into the a bit of the sort of the neural science on this and i don't know if you've come across the a part of the brain called the reticular activating system so mm -hmm. sometimes it's called the ras mm -hmm. so it's a little part of the uh, brain that sits just above the spinal column and it's it's basically a filter so it takes in all the information from our five senses you know what we see what we hear what we taste what we smell um to what we touch and it decides almost sort of where that information goes or what goes through because if you can imagine if if your brain had all of its senses working and chucking all that information at it all the time you would just go completely do lally. so we've got to have this filter of what we ignore okay and uh, if your listeners are there yeah you know, I'll, I'll do this with with you josh but the listeners can do this as well what I want you to do is look around the room, okay, and count the number of red things that you see, okay? Just quick, everyone look around the room, count the number of red things you see. 
Okay, and then come back to staring at the screen or not looking around. So how many red things did you see, Josh? Uh, I saw seven. Seven red things. Okay, still looking at me. How many green things did you see? Uh, man, I, I don't remember seeing any. You don't remember seeing any. But you saw them because, you know, your optic nerve took in that information. But I programmed your reticular activating system to look for red things at the expense of everything else. Mm. And so if you don't have clarity of your goals, it's, it's the fact that you will filter out all that useful information that will help you actually get to your goals. Mm. And that was my take on, uh, you probably, you'll come across the secret, uh, Rhonda Burns sort of, uh, sort of book mm -hmm. from a number of years ago about, you know, you've just got to think it and then it happens. No, but I'd love to believe that all of that was true, but what, what it, the science about it is about reticular activating system. If you think it, you see the opportunities and, and you feel like you're attracting them to you, but you're not there. They were there all along. You're just tuned in to actually finding them. And that's why, you know, for, for clients, you know, for any coach that's working in, in any discipline, business, sports, life, the number one question we always ask our clients is, okay, so where are you going? You know, what is the goal? What's important to you uh, to actually achieve? And then that's why you have a coach is to get you there quicker and easier than you would do on your own. Yeah, it's it, it comes down to what do you want? You yeah. know, like, what do you want? And if you can't answer that question, it's really hard to justify any subsequent yeah. action. Because, well, uh, if I'm going to get up from my chair right now, what do I want? What do I, hmm. do I just not want to be under these lights anymore? Do I want a snack? <laughs> do I want to go take a nap? What do I want? Because if I don't want anything, there's no point. <laughs> and and, 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 and we're, we're sort of, you know, we're hardwired for short-term gratification. You know, all, all, all animals are. Have you got, have you got, are you a dog person or a cat person? or um, No pets. No pets at all. Goldfish, None. crocodiles, nothing at all. Uh, I have so, a, I have a teenager. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I, I won't go into teenagers, but but yeah, you, if if you had a dog or a cat, you know, we've, we've we're cat people, and uh, you know, the cat lives in the moment. You know, it 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 goes on its reptilian brain that says, you know, am I okay? Do I need to feed? Am I in danger? You know, and so the reptilian brain is actually dictating pretty much what it actually does on a day-to-day -day basis. So that reptilian brain is, is fantastic for moving away from pain. So a lot of the reason people get into business is they don't want their life you know, in employment. You know, whether it's something in, in their job is they're fed up you know, working for an idiot boss, so they go and start a business and work and start working for a complete lunatic, so, which is themselves because they've had no training, you know, no experience of running a business. Yet they think, oh, now I'm a business person you, just because I went out and you? got my my company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know if I would work for yeah. me. I'm kind of a yeah. mess. <laughs> so that's it. So, uh, so it's that sort of you know that but that drive to move away from pain. You don't have to think about it. You know, you don't have to sit there and write your to-do list and your goals. You know, you, that will, will drive you to actually just take action. Okay, so, so go back to your productivity. And this is what 
what I call the do people is they're generally driven by reptilian brain function. I don't want to be whatever it is in trouble. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to this. And that sparks activity to move away from pain. Now, the problem with that, and you take this as an uh, example of a, a sheep, you know, what, what does a sheep do all day, Josh? Um, jumps, jumps over fences so that I can sleep at night. Uh, okay, in, in, in the day job, that's, that's what it does at, at night. So oh, okay. Day, what, what does a sheep do all day? I guess it just eats grass. I don't know. Grass. I've never really, yeah. Yeah, so a sheep eats grass all day. Yeah. Okay. Then a big bad wolf comes along. What does the sheep do? Um, I, does it continue eating grass or maybe it tries to run away? It runs away because yeah. that's its reptilian brain says, I'm going to be in danger. Therefore, I need to run away from danger. So I'm going to take action. I'm going to do something. Got it. Yeah. A uh, big bad wolf disappears or kills one of the other lambs and uh, you know disappears off. What does the sheep go and do? It goes back to eating grass. Back to eating grass. And, that, and that's where most people I find in life are. They're sitting in their comfort zone, eating grass, doing okay, you know, until something bad happens and then they take action and they take activity and they move away from that and then they get back into their comfort zone and start eating grass again. We are human beings, are animals, we've been programmed for millions and millions of years to live that existence. Mm. The I challenge we've got... Really, really thought about it that way. Um, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense because, uh, you know, as we, if, if we just assume that everybody here is an entrepreneur, let's just assume that everybody's made the decision to not be employed and to start their own thing. And even that comes with its own creature comforts in a way, Mm -hmm. like the, the one that comes up most often, uh, from a, from a practical standpoint is, well, how do you. How do you get your business? How do you how do you generate leads? You know, how do you get people interested in your business? And the most common answer is word of mouth and referrals. Two of go the most talk, go and talk to things that you could possibly yep. do that you have absolutely no control over whatsoever. No. Nope. <laughs> well, what are you act like? What are you actively doing to ah, you know? I get all my business through word of mouth and referrals. Yeah, but it's comfortable. It's it's comfortable. It's you know, and that there, there is you know, it that you have to take action to do that. You have to pick up the phone, you have to go networking, mm-hmm. you talk to the people that you already know, and because you're a nice person, you know, people will buy from you. The challenge with that, if you don't have bigger goals, is you get to a point of comfort of well, actually I've, I'm doing enough business now to pay the bills, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm at the same level as I would be if I had a job. So my mm-hmm. income level is about plus or minus 10% of where I would be if I was working or the people around me, you know, my friends, my sort of neighbors, you know, and then we stop, we go back to eating grass again. <laughs> so we don't push the business forwards to the next level, not because it hasn't got the ability to go to the next level It's because a, we don't have the skills because we've never done it before, but eventually, you know, running away from the big bad wolf, you get tired. So you think actually sitting eating grass is actually okay. Plus you're out of shape because you're just eating all day and you're not like preparing (laughs) for the wolf coming. Exactly. So, so we have to understand that there's a, there's another level of brain function that humans have developed along with high level primates, which is our limbic system. So our limbic system is about how we feel. 
So we, we've got emotional feelings far more than pretty much any other animal around, you know, on par sometimes with, say, high-level primates and uh, whales, dolphins, that sort of thing. And that limbic system is about what makes us feel good. So I like so I want to not just be okay and eating grass. I actually want to feel good. I want to do things that make me feel good. That's why we're in a in a massive problem in the Western world, is we're all let's say we're all, there's a lot of obesity because eating, you know, a sugary donut makes you feel good. That's right. So, so we're programmed to actually want to feel good. Now that means you've now got to start setting your own goals. So what makes me feel good? Well, it might be going on nice holidays, having a nice car, living in a nice area, to, um, you know, uh, buying boats, planes, you know, bigger houses, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, that sort of thing. That's I will be happy when, you know, when I've got this, when I've got that. So that's now no longer a need-driven goal. It's a want-desire-driven goal. So now I'm moving not away from something, I'm moving towards something. So if my clarity of what I really want is strong enough and big enough, then that will drive me to more action to move away from pain. So, so we've got, this is where I would say the successful entrepreneurs are, the ones that have transcended the comfort zone and said, you know what, I want that big house. And this is, you know, Donald Trump is just a fantastic example of this. You know, that you know, he's a man that is just driven by his ego and his wants and desires, you know, often at the expense of everything else to, to actually achieve what they want to do. And, and a lot of people, then their morals go a bit questionable because that limbic system drive to achieve overcomes everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, so people take shortcuts. They, they cheat to get there. You know, they break laws. They do things that you think in the cold light of day. Why would you do that? But that part of the brain is so powerful that they're almost, say, they're not in control. They are because it's part of their brain. But it's those dopamine hits that they get when they actually succeed that makes them go, ah, oh, yeah, that's great. I want more of that. I want more of that. I want more of that. Mm-hmm. So, so that takes us to a certain level where, you know, you, that, I mean, for some people that continues. I know some people that it's like, yeah, how many Ferraris do you need? You know, it's like, God's sake, you know. <laughs> You got six of them, you know. What? What? Why would you want another one? Uh, well, but, yeah. And but, who are who are we really to to decide that, though? You know, if that's what <laughs> makes you happy. You know, makes cool. you happy, and that's what drives you forwards. Then great, right. you know. And so, well, um, just just a kind of a summary okay. here, uh, coming kind of coming back to make sure there's a, there's a lot of really great information. And uh, so, what I understand from what you've shared so far is we've got our reticular activating system that functions as a filter. There's a lot yeah. of information coming in and the RAS, as you called it, decides what's important. It's really yeah. important that you smell this thing right now because it could be deadly, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so we're, we're filtering through to understand what's really, truly important to us. And sometimes we're filtering out the wrong things. Correct. Yep. And then we've got our limbic system. And our limbic system is what makes us advanced primates, so to speak, and yeah. allows us to be driven by emotions and desires. And so we're, we're yeah. not necessarily moving away from pain. We're moving toward pleasure because we're capable of that Correct. Uh, because of our giant craniums. Yep. So, but there's a third level. <laughs> there's a third level. A All third right, let's level. get into the third level. This is, this is like, 
This is like the most technical episode of the Do Zone Fantastic. that we've ever had, but but yeah. I love it. I'm eating it up. That's Keep- good. That's good. So so level one, move away from pain. Level two, move towards pleasure, your wants and desires. Just imagine that you've you've gone on that quest to, to have all the nice things in life. Okay. And let's say you've now achieved it. So if I gave you a hundred million pounds. Okay, that you've never had 100 million pounds before, and suddenly you've got yeah, more wealth than you could actually. It's probably not a lot of money, it's a bit like the um, uh, Austin Powers, yeah, one million pounds. <laughs> um, but imagine you've got yeah, more, more money than you could ever spend, yeah? yeah, and you're sitting there in your perfect house with you know, your, your perfect partner with your perfect cars and all of those things all around, you've attained everything you possibly desire. Now, how do you feel? Um, complete, uh, relaxed, zen, um, uh, unmotivated. Uh, I don't yeah. know. See, what, what happens is, and, and you, you, if you read into autobiographies, and certainly a good one for this is sports stars, you know, those guys that have reached for the pinnacle and finally they've achieved it. You know, they've, they've won the gold medal. They've, you know, they've got to the top of their, their game. There's, there's this sort of, what happens is, is shortly after they've attained it, there's then the void, there's emptiness. There's, well, what next? You know, I've, I've moved away from pain. I've moved towards pleasure. I've spent my life moving towards things and having the fun and enjoyment of, of climbing Mount Everest. When I get to the top of Mount Everest, I think, wow, this is brilliant. Yeah, well, what next? Yeah. Well, okay. what is next? So, exactly. So that's that's what we then got to understand is as human beings, because obviously, you know, reptilian brain, we share that with all animals, limbic system, high level primates, you know, slightly extended for us as well. But what we have over and above every other animal is a neocortex, our mm. thinking brain, our human brain. And what the human brain and, and, and how we've evolved, we haven't evolved in strength, you know, and things like that. Uh, we got to a certain level and probably gone backwards for a lot of people is the neocortex is the bit that's developed over the, the last few millennia. And the, the neocortex is our ability to remember the past. Okay. So learn from where, where we've been and project into the future. Okay, so our neocortex is our thinking brain. It's our ability to learn from the past, which is why we've created all the things that we've created in the world, because we learn from other people's successes as well. And we build on them. And no other animal has created anything, you know, coming close to what human, the human beings have created. Not all good, I would have hasten to say. And our ability to sort of think forwards is our ability to visualize visualize what the future could hold okay and this is where the real power of goal setting comes in it's our neocortex ability to think about the future and then go wouldn't it be great if i could create that and i have a little phrase which is ivvm idealize visualize verbalize materialize if i can have an idea if i can visualize it and i can verbalize it then i can materialize it and everything that humans have created yeah, has come from that process. First, it was an idea. Yeah, then we sort of started thinking about it and drawing it, 
then we verbalize it with other people because it's only through other people can we create these things then it has a chance of materializing so this this is an amazingly powerful part of and so underutilized okay for a lot of people they're, they're still in reptilian and limbic system you know just mm -hmm. driven by basic desires so that neocortex has that amazing power to learn from the past and project into the future mm. and when we get to that point where we've got everything that we possibly want what the neocortex can then do is say well actually life is not about me anymore life is about everybody else it's about our purpose it's about our why so once i've achieved everything i could possibly want then my purpose is about well, how do I help other people achieve what they want to achieve? So the likes of the people that have got this as the likes of Bill Gates, you know, he's got more money than he can possibly spend. What gets him up in the morning? Yeah, ridding the world of malaria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Elon Musk, what gets him up in the in the morning? Putting a man on Mars. That's right. It doesn't have to have much sense to it. If, it's, if they can visualize it and verbalize it, then they've got a bloody good chance of materializing it. Wow. So you go back through the millennia, Henry Ford, Rockefeller, these guys transcended the personal desires into this, what some people will call it spirituality, you know, and, you know, if, if you know, uh, people can believe in, you know, their own gods and things like that, but that, that's an extension of self into a, a higher level spiritual that i'm not doing it for me i'm doing it for higher being and that's the power of you know using our neocortex brain to set goals that are bigger than ourselves and if you set those goals that are bigger than what you want well when do you ever actually achieve those you never do not in your lifetime so you continue to climb your mount everest just goes on forever and the, and the big thing for this is you know, we set, we have to set goals because that gives us focus, that gives us purpose, productivity. But it's the it's the journey towards the goal is where life is, is where the enjoyment is. Once you've attained it, you'll get a few minutes of satisfaction from attaining it, but then you've got to set another goal. Otherwise, you're just the sheep going back, eating grass, waiting for the next big, big bad wolf to come along. Wow. Uh, I don't know that on my own podcast, I've ever been this quiet. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just fascinating how, how deep you went into the brain and all of these different layers and, and how that uh, commands uh, really from a fundamental perspective, how human beings operate. And uh, this has always been something that's, that's been fascinating to me to really understand, well, what actually makes us tick? What makes us decide okay. things? And I had kind of these base level ideas, but you just you just took it to like the twenty seventh power, man. Like that is uh, hands hats off to you for making those correlations to how we make the decisions, and especially with entrepreneurship. That is that is some really fascinating stuff. And I uh, before before they donate your brain to a museum, I want to crack it open. <laughs> And I want to see how it ticks. We're going to get into the do zone diagnostic. Are you ready? Fantastic. Awesome. And so Kevin, uh, you, you are a man who knows a lot of things and you've, you've studied deeply. What is one thing 
that you do that keeps you focused on your goals? Keeps me focused on my goals is have them written down, look at them on a regular basis. And I suppose for me, it's, it's never be satisfied. You know, it's always the next thing. And sometimes that causes me problems as well, because, you know, I don't stop. I just keep going. And sometimes you do have to stop and smell the roses. And my wife picks me up on that a lot of times. So mm. I do have to think, actually, sometimes, you know, my cat sits there all day with a great big smile on her face. You know, sometimes be more cat, you know. Uh, yes, you can have these goals, but you've got to enjoy life because, you know, unfortunately, it is very precious. It can end you know, and you, you want to feel that you've actually lived life as well, not just, you know, being on the grindstone, sort of, you know, turning the hamster wheel. Be more cat. Be more cat. <laughs> or dog, if you're a dog person. Be more cat, yeah. be more dog. And uh, yeah. and how do you get back on track uh, when you lose that focus? Um, I think the way I get back on track is holidays. Mm. that you you've got to take time out i'm I'm due a holiday i i, I have a three-month cycle I've about three months of doing what i do uh, i start my mojo goes and I, and I need a break i need to get away from things so i've got a week book to we're off to croatia you know just to sit in a hotel not do anything sit by the pool read some books um and generally you know that process is like a cleansing process and that allows me to then refocus on what's important and what the goals are as the goals i'm have i set are they still important or do i need to rip that piece of paper up and start again so yeah take, taking breaks is is fundamental so got it and as you sleep as you sleep you've got to you know if you're if you're not sleeping well you know you've got to sort that out because that's your brain's cleansing process and and if you if you want your neocortex to be working well it has to be clean Got to talk to those sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the sheep. Back to the sheep. Yeah. So who is your support group, Kevin, and how do they keep you accountable? So uh, my support group is is my wife. Um, you know, she works with me. So, you know, uh, we're sort of very close in sort of home life and um, work life. I'm part of, you know, Action Coach, which is the world's largest business coaching organization. Uh, which is a great support network. Um, and I network a lot as well. So I've got people around me, you know, even my clients, you know, it's, I, I speak to them on a weekly basis and, and, you know, being part of their journeys helps me focus. So the best coaching sessions where I'm coaching a client and I'm going, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Do I? <laughs> That's what I need right. to get back on track with it. So. Yeah. And and how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? If I can break it down into bite-sized chunks, you know, everything can be broken down into component parts. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, this this challenge is is massive. I don't know how I'm going to break get over it. Break it down, you know. But if I get to the point where I don't know where to start and, and the fear of procrastination, because that's really where procrastination will come in. I don't know what my short-term goal is. Therefore, what could I do? I could do lots of things. Which one's going to be right? I don't know. Then my key is do something. 
So I, I had a, you know, when I started my business, you know, I knew I had to go marketing and yeah, it was telemarketing. I should you know, pick up the phone, talking to people. I'm quite an introverted person. So it was really hard for me to do that. So I just sat there and I made myself start at the top of the list and, and work down. Pick the phone up, dial the number, pick the phone up, dial the number, do something that I can control, not worry about the consequence of doing it. Do something you can control and not worry about the consequence of doing it. Just, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You've got, cause, cause then you're going back into reptilian brain, which is doing. So, so utilize that to move you away. I don't want to be sitting here at the end of the day and not have dialed those 50 numbers that I should have dialed. So, so use the reptilian brain to move you away from something. It's music to my ears on the do zone podcast, man. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get up there and do the work and just do know, the work. Just uh, do the work. Final question. What's the number one pro tip you would give to somebody looking to get more stuff done in less time? Um, plan out your week. Uh, we have a thing called a, a default diary, which is like a school timetable. So you, you sit down at the beginning of the week and go, right, I can't do everything during the week. So I, I have my biorhythms. You know, I might be really good in the morning, bit sort of lazy in the afternoons. Mondays, I, I'm focused. Fridays, I'm not focused. So plan your week out and put blocks in your diary of when you do things. And then, then once you've got the blocks in, then fill the blocks with a, the actions, you know, the to-do list. But if you don't put the time in the diary, you'll get to Wednesday and go, what should I do now? Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, mm. uh, um, and as soon as you get into that, you're lost. Whereas if you get to, to Wednesday morning and Wednesday morning is sales day, right, where's the 10 people I need to phone up to make a sale? Mm. So plan your week, plan your day, put put your rocks in the diary. Covid's seven habits of highly effective people, you know, is that's that's a massive one for me. And again, goes back to goals because he says there's importance, importance and urgency. Well, urgency is as a consequence of not doing it. But how do you know if something's important? Because it takes you towards your goals. And if you don't know what your goals are, you'll never get time management. Never ever. Mm. Well said. If you don't know what your goals are, you're never going to get time management. No. So you have provided a clinic uh, for how our our brains work and, and as far as the relationship with being an entrepreneur. Uh, you've written several books uh, mm -hmm. or you are a business coach. Uh, who is an ideal client uh, that might engage with you and how can they connect with you? So I predominantly work with business owners that have been in business probably five years plus, um, have built successful businesses. So, you know, from the outside world, you'd look at them and go, you've done pretty good. So they're, they're at that sort of, they've engaged that limbic system and, you know, they're, they're in the nice house with a nice car and the, the team's doing well. But they're looking at it and going, there's there's more, there's more to this. You know, I might be in my sort of early 30s, you know, 40s. Yeah, I've I've got more to give and I want to go to the next level. And that, those are my sort of favorite clients. 
um, because you know it's it's my ability then is to unlock that potential in them and and utilize you know, what I've talked about with the, the sort of function of the brain and either set bigger limbic goals or a lot of them need that neocortex of okay so what next yeah how, how do I keep enjoying this great game of business you know and that was the title of one of my books was you know the great game um, you know and I, I in that book I put uh, golf to business and said you know what are the similarities between golf and business and and it could be golf it could be any game but the beauty with games is they've got a clear goal you know what is the purpose of playing golf it's to go round in as low a amount of shots as, as possible it's very very simple yeah you know, anyone can play that game mm-hmm. therefore what is the game of business and if you can't answer that for yourself, then that's where we need to start. What is the purpose of this business for you? What are some of the answers that you get uh, at the beginning of that process? When when you ask somebody, what is the purpose of this business for you? Um, before you've refined it, before you've kind of taken them through your process, what are some of those answers that you get? The, the most common is, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It really is. It's, I, I, actually, you know, why would you ask me that question? I, I don't know. I, I thought I knew when I started it was to be successful. Okay, so define what is success. You know, I don't know because <laughs> because back because it and and often I take them back to right. So when when you started this business, for you back then, what how would you have defined success? And I can guarantee in eighty to ninety percent of the cases exactly where they are now was what they set as their goal back when they started. So they've achieved their goal. Mm. All they haven't done is set another goal. Mm. You know, they got to the top of Everest and sat there and going, right, well, this is it then. This is, this is what I set out to do. Might as well die now. So I'll sit here for the next 20 years and wait for somebody to buy my business. Well, that's not how it works, you know? you know start it buy it build it sell it do another one do the next thing uh you know this this reminds me uh my my grandfather was a he's a great man uh he was not an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh but uh, he lived for his job uh he he uh had a very strict uh prestigious position at IBM and he was working there back in the 60s when computers were like the size of your house. Yeah. And uh, and so he kind of got grandfathered in, no pun intended. Uh, and he was working in the early 90s. Um, and kids one third his age were coming in with degrees in computer engineering. And they were commanding salaries that were a fraction of what he was getting paid. Uh, and finally, his manager said, well, Jim, thanks. Um, but I think maybe it's time for you to retire. Yeah. And uh, he was, I, I, I think he was in his early 50s. And that killed him. Hmm. Because he lived for that job. It provided him status. It provided for his family and security. And he got to he got to feel special because he yeah. lived in this tiny little small town and came from humble beginnings, but but he reached that pinnacle very quickly, and he just stayed there. 
And then life took a turn and you did not elaborate on what happened to your father, but Mm. life took a turn for him. And just like that, everything that he had worked for that he was just maintaining for decades was just gone. I mean, he lived a comfortable life. He could go and fish whenever he wanted and all this stuff, but it was just like, you know, if the, if, the, if, the, if the sheep stays eating grass long enough, the wolf will come and eat it. Yeah. You know? And, and, and then so, so my father, you know, he, he built, you know, from outside world, a reasonably successful business, you know, employing you know, a number of people. And um, he built that in about five years. And uh, for the next 10 years, he sat eating grass. And the mm. 90, 92 recession, you know, was his big bad wolf that came along and took it away from him. Um, he was 55 and he never worked again. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he, you could say he was working, you know, he had a, his pension, which came in at 60, I think it's 65. He died at 65 and a half. He had mm. six months of his pension. Yeah. You know, what, why, why would you work to 65? You know, if you had a choice to be financially free at the age of 30, Mm-hmm. And when I say retirement, for me, it's, it's not a, it's not the day that you stop work. Okay, retirement is is the the day that you you work because you want to, not because you have to. Because financially, you're free. You've got income coming in from your property, from your investments, from you know from other sources, and therefore you choose to work because you love playing the game. And that's what I would call a, a true entrepreneur is somebody who plays the game of business because they love playing the game, not because they have to play the game. Whereas the majority of people in business are playing the game because they have to. And if I said to you, do you, what do you, what's, what sort of, do you play a board game? What sort of game do you like playing? Me? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, you know, I like, I like getting out of my paddle board as far as, pa- uh, as far as board games. I like chess. Okay. So let's, let's say chess. So, so if I said, I pay you, $50,000 a year to play chess every single day. Okay. Yeah. And if you I mean, didn't play chess, yeah, you wouldn't get any money at all. You couldn't go and do anything else. Yeah. You had to play chess every single day, day in, day out for 50,000 pounds a year. No, that sounds like a terrible deal. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because so the thing that you love doing suddenly you don't love doing it anymore because you have to do it because you have to get paid. Mm. And that's the thing with sport and games that we play is we do them because we want to do them, not because we have to do them. And that's for me, what business should be about. We do it because we want to do it, not because we have to do it. The day you start enjoying business is a day you do it because you don't have to do it. That's why I love doing what I do because, you know, I, I do it with other people's businesses and help them to play their game better. But, you know, I don't have to do this. You know, I do it because I love doing it. You know, it's, you know if I don't do it, that's fine. You know, I've that's got right. income from other sources, you know, it's, but, you know, I, I can make a difference from that. And, uh, and that's why I just love playing the game. And I've played it. Yeah. You know, I started playing the game really, if I look back when I was 11 years old, when my parents bought, their businesses um, and i didn't know at the time but i was learning how to play right right the way back then so. 
Kevin Stansfield, really appreciate you coming on here. Where can, uh, where can people go to engage with you and learn more about you? So the best place is LinkedIn. So if you put in Kevin Stansfield, Action Coach, uh, you'll find me on LinkedIn. My website is abc-solent.co.uk. Uh, and if you're interested in the books, uh, one of them is called uh, The Great Game, uh, how, to, how the great game of golf can help you win the equally great game of business. And the, the uh, first book is The Big Dipper, How to Survive the Roller Coaster Ride of Business Ownership. And both of those are on Amazon in the, in the well, wherever you are in the world, because Amazon have an amazing ability to print books wherever you are. And The Big Dipper is on audio as well. So if you like listening to books, um, I managed to do the audio in the first lockdown and uh, that's, that's a good little story. It's based on my father's story, you know, his journey and how he should have survived the roller coaster. Unfortunately, his roller coaster collapsed, but in the book, it's got a happy ending. So, uh, so what I, what I would have loved to have happened with him, but, uh, it was far stubborn ever to take on a business coach. So, uh, it probably, even if it was there, he probably wouldn't have done it. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. Great. Well, thank you so much. This has been quite the journey for me uh, through through our brains and through our minds and how they function and focus. Kevin Stansfield, you can reach out to him directly at abc-solent.co.uk. And also you can pick up his book, The Big Dipper and The Great Game on Amazon. If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to get to the next level, head over to thedozone.com for more productivity tips, tools, and strategies. Don't forget to take the DoZone DNA personality profile assessment for entrepreneurs so that you can get a crystal clear picture of how you get stuff done and build the world around you for optimal performance. Until next time, remember this, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at the do zone. Also keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into the do zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> Go do something already. See you next time.